Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast for the love of the Sox. Hosted by Nick Borowski and Pat Hester. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 109. I am Nick Borowski. Thank you so much for joining us once again for this local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast recording just blocks from the park in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Subscribe, pass it along if you enjoy what you hear, and we hope you do. Give it one of those five-star ratings. You can check us out on ShyCitySports.com. They've got some great Chicago-centric content and some beautiful, comfortable Good Guys Talk Back t-shirts. Use the promo code GGTB for 20% off. Uh, Rough weekend, to say the least. Uh, We are angry. You are angry. Uh, How do we fix this as the Sox uh, must move forward after a day off to Pittsburgh? I'm going to bring in uh, my co-host, Pat Hester, in just a moment. We're also going to be talking uh, from Diamond Digest, Jordan Miller, in just a little bit. Uh, Pat Hester, hello, sir. Uh, Nick, I could have used a couple rainouts this Mm -hmm. weekend. Wouldn't that have been nice? As I've been accused of being a a coward that... (laughs) That wants to have as many rainouts as possible. Yeah. But uh, rough weekend. It's going to happen yeah. over the course of 162. I'm here to talk you off the ledge, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be okay. It's just uh, th- these kind of things happen over the course of a season. And again, you're you're playing extremely left-handed when you when you're missing mm-hmm. as much as we are, and you have to go out there and do more than just string together four or five hits in a row to score runs. It's just yeah. not the way you can win against a team like Houston. So yeah. need a little more thunder in the lineup. We're missing it. And it showed this weekend. We're going to break uh, this series down. We're going to look ahead and we're going to try to figure out, uh, put our heads together as fans here. And, and what, what do the sacks need to do or can do uh, moving forward to bring in some reinforcements uh, as we record the sacks are 43 and 29 Two and a half games up on Cleveland. That's right, only two and a half games up on Cleveland in the Central. Um, From Diamond Digest, a great follow on Twitter. Uh, It's a a pleasure having you uh, with us on this episode. Uh, Jordan Miller, hello, sir. How are you doing, Nick and Pat? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jordan, uh, very happy to have you on. Thanks for letting us uh, pick your brain here. uh pain is how i'm feeling anger is how i'm feeling but uh after this series pat mentioned about it uh, jordan um the socks are uh you know playing left-handed so to speak uh i kind of put something out in twitter about you know this is what happens when you bring a knife to a gunfight uh houston's loaded they were the best offensive team coming into this series i thought you know our pitching was going to do a little bit better uh, but a lot of our weaknesses were completely overexposed. How are you feeling after this series, Jordan? I am okay um, seeing what's ahead of us as far as some easier teams. And then the Indians also go into a stretch where they face some harder teams. So that's going to help us out. Um, the Pirates did a little bit of work on the Indians this week. So kind of kept us focused. We could have been a half game up if they won all their games. So, But, um, yeah, I mean – Cease continues to, um, in a way, bum slay in a little bit. Has some stuff, has some tough games against some harder teams to face. I mean, Bregman got hurt right before the series, 
And um, Kyle Tucker's been out for a bit. So they were undermanned a little bit, but they still had Guriel, Correa, Altuve, Alvarez is back healthy and just hitting really well. Um, so they still have a really good team missing two of their biggest bats. And their pitching was really good as well, too. They really limit their offense. Jordan, you mentioned the Indians uh, a moment ago, just a little bit, uh, talking about the you know what they could have done and made some hay over the last couple of games and didn't. Are are the Indians for real? Are they going to hang around? I mean, they finally. I think they, I just looked. They're uh, finally a plus in the run differential at plus three. We're still a plus eighty eight, if I'm not mistaken. But are, are the Indians for real? Are they something that we should still fear? Or is eventually, like I keep thinking, we're going to pull far enough away where we have a weekend like this and it's not going to cause so much anxiety? I think we are going to pull away. Um, they just lost Bieber um, for a bit. Um, Police X been hurt through that weird injury of his, his finger or something, taking off his shirt. Very bizarre injury. <laughs> um, I think Jose Ramirez got hurt the other day. They don't really have much of an offense. Their bullpen's very good. Um, they just really know how to pitch, and so mm-hmm. do we for the most part of our starting pitching. Bullpen's been up and down. But um, I do think that we have enough offense to at least keep pace and kind of have a separation from them throughout the rest of the year. I just think we got to stretch in July. There's a lot of easier teams. Seattle's playing better, but we do well at home. So we should still still maintain our lead until it really matters come August, September, when we start making that push for the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get a little concerned. Uh, you know, it's like we're not necessarily winning the division. Maybe we're just not losing the division, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, little to no offense in this Houston series. Scored eight runs, just a handful of hits. Uh a uh, pretty anemic effort. Uh, you know, I we're riding high that next man up, um, you know, stuff from Goodwin, from Danny Mendick and uh, Lurie Garcia. I mean, those guys are not regular players. You know, we were getting maximum effort from them in short, you know, stints. And now that has uh, evened out. Um, in your mind, uh, in your th- just where you're thinking, maybe from, you know, our farm system or beyond, where can some reinforcements come from, uh, offensive speaking, Jordan? Well, I think right now, until the market kind of picks up, they kind of got to work internally. Um, first off, the April story of the Urbanator is over. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it went from he's getting his own burger, he got his own beer. He, um, I don't know if you heard about his own beer he got too. I did, um, I did not. Oh, yo, yeah, it was the rule yeah, five. It was, draft, a, it, right? yeah. it was a rule five Goose yeah. Island beer. He yeah. got so much media attention, and um, I think in a way, everything just built up in his head. And they said it like he's when he's swinging, he's keeping his head up, he's missing the ball, he's not, you know, he's either grounding it out or striking out, um, not even doing what he used to. He's always picking up that foot the, the approach is all screwed up i um mm-hmm. he's got to go back to charlotte in my opinion i hope he was not on the plane to pittsburgh tonight because <laughs> <laughs> i mean they don't really have a lot of options down there really it's just burger and sheets that mm-hmm. they look at um but i think that they should definitely have lamb be the regular dh against right-handed pitching if they go that route and then have Ver- Ehrman face lefties that they're not going to bring anybody up or or 
Collins, but I don't think he needs to be sitting there rotting on the bench. They need to just do something with him for sure. So Jordan, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I am, I, I'm, I play a genie, you know, and I can grant your wishes. So I'm going to grant you one wish. You got to choose one though. <laughs> so you can have another bat in the lineup right now, or I can give you a, a great arm on the back end of the bullpen. Which would you rather have? A bat. I think this bullpen will figure itself out on its own, but this lineup needs a bat. Yeah. I, man, I, even with you, even when you think about eating, you know, like you don't want to think about eating very much, but you kind of have to think about him. I know he's going through some is you know, some leg issues, which is no shocker uh, with the White Sox this year. Uh, but I mean, he's anemic. I mean, he gives you nothing. And that was a hand picked right fielder uh, by the Sox organization this offseason. So my question then to you is, do you trust this organization to go out and make a move? Uh, the organization that brought in TLR, that brought in Eaton, uh, are you really trusting that they're going to bring somebody in uh, to kind of bridge the gap until hopefully we get Aloy and Robert back? I think I think they do because I don't think um, Jerry's just going to bring in TLR in here to fail. Obviously, you can't just say, hey, we're going to win the World Series regardless. You don't you want that, but I just don't think that um, – they're going to be at the deadline come July 31st and do nothing. I think they will, they will get a bat, hopefully a reliever too, to help throw out the right-handed pitching side in the bullpen um, for sure. Because um, you see in this kind of series, they, their offense gets exposed for sure. Yeah, hey, Jordan, with with the need of a bat, and and we've talked a little bit about, and we heard the news. I think it was last week, uh, Aloy, you know, getting back and and starting some baseball activities, and 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 that's all wonderful. And hopefully, the recovery and all the rehab goes accordingly. Is there any kind of fear from your mind that they may put him back in this lineup sooner than maybe he's ready, just because they need to fulfill that void of missing out on a power bat? The good thing about Aloy's injury, it was, you know, the upper body area. It wasn't the lower body, but we've seen throughout this whole team this year. And, I mean, obviously the surgery, I assume, is successful. He's swinging now. He's been doing all those kinds of things. And I I don't, I don't really see any setbacks with that. But, I mean, if another injury pops up in between, whether it be like a leg injury while he's getting up to speed, because he had like half a spring training or he pulls something lower, that's where you get into the – talk of a setback um and that's what i do worry because i feel like if they wait too long and he's still trying to get his power stroke back and whatnot um he may not be much help as far as like a few singles but for sure he's got a dh i do not want him in left field anymore vaughn's proven himself enough to stay out there um like I said, I'm done with Yerman for at this point right now, and it's time to um, get somebody internally to take take him out of the lineup and play more Jake Lamb, more at DH, I think, is the solution there. And I mean. Yeah, it's it's really confusing. I, I Pat and I talked in a previous episode, and, you know, I, I hate to say that it was like a must win or you, like you had to be successful in the stretch against Tampa and Houston. It, it, mid, Mid-June, we were up, what, four and a half, maybe five and a half games when we began the Tampa series. 
the, the reason why I thought I needed it to be successful is so the Sox organization maybe didn't press and have to give away something that they maybe didn't want to give away to get offense into this organization. If we would have split with Houston after winning the Tampa Bay series, hey, things are okay. And and I get it. Things are kind of still okay. But, you know, it, we really we really were exposed in this Houston series. Are you somebody that – um, is would like to see the Sox trade off the current roster? Is that never a good idea for you? And the name that I keep hearing people in like Twitter land and social media that throw stuff out there, whether they're serious or not, is a guy like Garrett Crochet. Um, I am not in, I, I'm not one to want to trade anyone off the major league roster right now. I think this team needs the pitching they have right now especially crochet. Um, he's one of the better bullpen arms you have right now. Um, I mean, obviously the, the appearance he had in, um, at the end of the game on, um, what was that game? Was that game two or game? That was game three, right? Yeah. Game, two, game, two, game two. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, yeah, he gave up the homer to Rose Reina in the race series, but he has been really good since his, since his IL stint and, Bummer has been unreliable, so you need that left-handed um, reliever in your pen. You're still waiting on Chase Fry to get his seasoning in Charlotte. I don't know when he's coming back. I've heard nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's still in Charlotte, so they're really weak on the left-handed side of that bullpen, so I don't think you trade him. I mean, he's definitely not a rotation option in my mind for next year. He's still going to be in, in that bullpen, maybe getting more stretched out next year. So, I mean, people have brought up Kopech, but that's he's, he's, he's hurt right now, still working his way back. And again, that's that's your future one or two starter next year. There's he's as far as anything on the, on the roster that's not under contract. He's like one of my big untouchables. Um, yeah, yeah, long- yeah. I you know, um, Pat you, Pat brings it up. You know, I'll let Pat jump in. I, he's brought it up quite a bit about not wanting to trade off the roster unless you know you're going to get something right away to implement. And I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, you know, it's like uh, you got to give something up to get something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to fill a hole and creating a hole when you yeah. try and slip in the mid roster. Cause you're not, if you're trading crochet, are you getting a left hand of the reliever back for a, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably not, you're getting an outfielder or second baseman, whatever it may be. Um, crochet again, as a future, uh, sorry, Kopech is also a future starter in your rotation. What do you do in next offseason when you're trying to re-sign Rodon and Lynn, if that's an option? Um, it's it's going to be tough to bring them both back if you, you know, if you ended up, you know, going that route. And then people abroad trading Vaughn. I don't think that's smart either, even though he's struggling against right-handed pitching this year. He's really just really hitting lefties. But, I mean, he can play left field again next year while Braves still on the last year of his contract and be fine. And Lloyd sticks in DH. And he's also really good at first base. So, if, when a, when a Braves DH, he's he's filled in just fine there, despite being not the tallest guy in the world. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not trading any one of those three, as I've seen those names floated around as far as trade pieces from the roster for sure. There is stuff they can trade um, down on the farm. It's not the best farm they've had before. There's no top 100 prospects anymore. Um, there's a lot of guys who look like they've had a year off from no minor leagues. And it's going to be tough to really sell um, other teams on these players. But I don't think you need the best player 
right now, especially, you know, when you look at what's ahead, the CBA negotiations, you got to worry about salary also too, and whoever you bring in. Um, so you really just need a right fielder for this year. You're hoping you're getting co- uh, getting a, a lawyer and Robert back and they'd be able to contribute. I just think you can't survive if when Adam Eaton comes back, I mean, he's been, I mean, I was at the game. He actually got, got hurt that Tigers game when he fell over three times. I was, yeah. yeah, he was hurt that game and should have been on the IL weeks ago, in my opinion. He was not right. Yeah. So, so Jordan, let's let's kind of stay on that topic. And you brought it up before. I, I believe you said, you know, uh, Tony Russo wasn't brought in here to fail, and Jerry will make sure that he, he's set up to succeed. That really wasn't the case, though, in this offseason, in my opinion, by bringing in a guy like Adam Eaton when you could have gone out there and spent money and got something of more quality. So my question to you is going forward, because we're still going to have a question, I believe in right field, unless they decide that Adam Engel is your everyday starting right fielder, which could happen. But if there's somebody out there, and I don't, I don't know who's out there in terms of free agent outfielders right now. I haven't looked, uh, I haven't looked ahead, but do you really have a lot of confidence that Jerry will go out there and open the purse up and, and buy something if he needs to buy it to almost put us over the top? Nothing is guaranteed, but you look at it on paper and go, now now we've got everything we need. Well, I do worry about Robert coming back. That injury is tough to um, come back from, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him this year when he comes back at all. Because that kind of injury is tough to come back from, especially with his his speed is a huge part of his game. So if he doesn't have that speed, he's not going to be as good in in the outfield. He's not going to be able to you know beat out singles, get the triples, whatever. Angle um, is a nice player. He's improved a ton um, with his bat. He's always been good defensively. He can play all three all three outfield positions. Um, but I would rather just him play right field. Um, you know. If they had to, because, um, you know, you're, I mean, sorry, center field and hopefully whatever outfield bat they hopefully bring in plays right field or center. They kind of switch off with the, if they need to. But um, if they're still waiting on Robert, um, that's I definitely need you need an outfielder. You need to get a get a bat in this lineup that can play outfield, maybe play second base. You know, like I said, I've looked at a couple guys before I came on here. Adam Frazier is probably the best fit player that they, they should try to go after. He's, he can play second base and play outfield. So you can put two in him, still play Mendick when he's in the out when he, when he's in the outfield and um just really and he's a he's a contact hitter. He doesn't have a lot of power, but he he's basically like magical, but makes a ton of contact, gets on base, and he's just he can play outfield too, but that covers a lot more you need. And then you can look at, you know, bullpen help as well. I was thinking at the same thing, Richard Rodriguez is also on the Pirates team. He is a right-handed reliever as well. He's got a really good season going, sub-2 ERA. Um, he could be a guy to help out this right-handed bullpen because, you know, Evan Marshall's had his struggles. Um, Hoyer's, Hoyer had a good had a good inning today and the other day um, on Saturday, I believe it was, uh, looked really good as well. I'm sorry, the setup crochet in, in the second game really well. Um, Foster's not been good. I want him to be one of the guys that I think, um, I think really it's really Foster and Ruiz who are, are still not, not what you want. Yeah. And Kopech comes back. You hope one of those guys, I think is, is the casualty and we'll see if they put Ruiz in the, on the IL after a little knee injury. Mm-hmm. After the game. They said he'll be optimistically missing the IL, but I think it might be 
you know, if Chase Fry's ready, I'm ready to see him come up at some come up this week if he needs to go on the IL. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you look at a guy like Kopech and we haven't really had him at all in June. And and before he went down, uh, what a luxury. I mean, what a luxury. He could give you an inning, a couple batters. He could give you two innings. I think where they were working him up to maybe three, uh, you know, in some spot starts here and there, especially with double headers. You really miss a guy like that. He was lights out electric. Um, I don't know if I should say I'm glad it was just a hamstring and not an arm because, you know, those legs are the foundation for a pitcher. So I, I, I hope to get him back. Uh, speaking of Adam Frazier, the Sox are going to be in Pittsburgh. You know, they're going to get a good look at this guy over the next couple of days. Uh, they're going to get a look, good look at the team. Um, Cease is going to be uh, throwing in Pittsburgh. And, and we, you had mentioned Cease at the beginning of this podcast. And, you know, he's 8-0 against Detroit. Uh, you know, you, he's maybe looked at a little bit uh, as like just – a guy that'll slay some really weak teams. Uh, he looked lost. He looked confused against uh, Houston. His stuff just wasn't working. Um, you know, what, what have you seen with Cease? And do you have, you have hope for him that maybe that was just a blip and that he can kind of rebound and, and, and write himself? The good thing about it is, like I said, the schedule coming up is pretty good for him. He's going to get, he's going to get game two in this pirate series. Um, He's also going to get the hit again. Remember the Reds, the Reds game <laughs> right, yeah. three hits. He yeah. was a short clip in, in high school. So the bat was really playing. So he might get a couple hits again. That would be fun to see. And um, really in that game one, his slider and his knuckle curve were, were, were missing. Um, he was a little too middle, middle with the fastball and he was getting hit. And when he does that, that's where he struggles as well too. When he's not hitting, not locating of his breaking stuff and he's, leaving too many fastballs over the plate, that's where he gets that's where he gets hit. Um, I mean, he you saw in the New York series, he was cruising the first three innings, and then he didn't get a call, and then it went it spiraled. Yeah. So in a way, I think when he, get, when he gets into a point where he's missing his spots or he doesn't get a call, a defensive gaffe, whatever, I just think he kind of still melts down a bit and doesn't let it go behind him like Giolito would – as tend to do now. And you also tend to see a little bit in Rodon a little bit, but he battles. He, he kind of works around it. He's had a couple games. Now he's, he, he, he has like some, some, like some no hitter. Um, mm. gets the Tigers and the, and the Astros, he gives up that weak hit to Jordan Alvarez. And then he losses his fastball command walks in the tying run. And then he finds it in the sixth, seventh. It happens again. Cause his pitch outs getting up and then, so they're, they're kind of similar in the way where they, if something bad happens, they lose it. But the, the where Cease needs to grow is he needs to be a little bit micro and just calm down, just battle around it. Because as a, as you can see, um, you know, the Russo will kind of let his pitchers wear it in these innings. He won't mm-hmm. always take them out in the middle of the innings because he's trying to prepare them for just like to be better in, in these kind of instances when they're, challenged and working around runners on base and not getting calls because they're never going to learn if you baby them and take them out once they're getting shelled yeah that's a great point i love that point jordan uh so last one for me and i'll uh, you know and i'm not sure if uh, nick has another one for you before, uh, before we let you go but you know 
I, I look at it. I'm going to zoom way out. I think you're, you and I are of a, a like mindset. Uh, I worry that maybe we got a little bit exposed in this series, but then I also realize that this is baseball, right? This is going to happen over a course of 162. I just looked. Tampa Bay has let, uh, rattled off six losses now in a row since uh, since we last saw them. So, and they were, you know, the best team in baseball at one point. We were the best team in baseball at one point, and uh, we're not in a terrible spot. We're not in the, the spot we'd like to be. But, you know, can this team rebound, get back to what we saw at the end of the Tampa Bay series after this much-needed uh, break tomorrow? Like I said, I think they can. The The games coming up are going to help them. They got the Twins a little bit, too. If they – I mean, they got Buxton back. They might start hitting. But I still think their pitching's exposed, and they, they really can't um, – you know, they're not good at run prevention – um, the Pirates will be helpful, I believe. The Mariners are playing better baseball, but we're really, we're a really good home team, so I don't really worry there. Um, you said the Rays were on a little downturn. They just had their top prospect get called up, Wander Franco. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw the news. Yeah. Um, and if he, if he picks up really quick at the major league level, he's going to be another bat they're going to have um, and be a very formidable team in that um, AL East. So I wouldn't. Obviously, yeah, they lost their lead in the Middle East, but I wouldn't count them as one of the teams that still could be an issue to be an issue in the playoffs going forward. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, um, you you mentioned Sacks good at home. This is really the last. We'll get you out on this one, and and you've been uh, to the ballpark to see some games. Sacks opening up full capacity this coming Friday in that uh, Seattle series, kind of a, a opening day 2.0. Tailgate is uh, coming back. What has been your experience been like uh, being back in the ballpark after not seeing games for a while? I've been to five games so far. I'm going back again on Saturday um, for the. Uh, for the Saturday game of the Mariners series. Um, the first game I went back to was the Rodon no hitter. Yeah. Um, that was our, that was my first no hitter. I've, you know, I've seen my, I was with my dad, his first one he's ever seen. So that was probably the greatest, greatest game to go back to as the first one I was back at. Um, I'm two, I'm two and three so far. I was at the last game I was at was at the win start versus the Rays on Monday. That was the last game I was at. But um, yeah, it's it's been electric as far as even when we had like twenty percent capacity on the Rodon start, it was very electric. Very, you still could hear. Yeah, they had pumped in crowd noise, but it was still a great atmosphere. And then once the first, um, you know, sixty percent capacity game I went to was the um, was that game, and then um, was that game in the in the Cleveland game. I think on the Friday Friday June fourth when Madrigal homered and Grandall had two bombs. <laughs> But the one thing I'm starting to get really a little irritated with is the left field bleachers. Um, they have gotten, I mean, I'm, I try not to be that guy who tells you how to fan. I really don't, but I really feel like it's becoming a mini Wrigley in a way. Yes. It's it yes. really rowdy in there. The cup snake thing is a little, mm-hmm. a little crazy. I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's used cups. People's mouths have been on those. You got washing <laughs> beer in those things. Yeah. And I've seen them end up on the field and it disrupts. Yes. Liam was closing a game during that. And like, yeah. it's like, if you want to, I mean, you can have, I like people having fun at the ballpark, but I feel like what they're doing a little bit is a little bit out of place for what what's going on. Cause like, you know, I don't like having a stoppage of the game as well. And there's been fights in there. Yes. Yeah. There was people yelling at Kopech, I think, one game. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and yeah. There was some crazy stuff going on. Just like that. 
I don't think I can sit there anymore. I know you have, don't you have seats over there? You used to, or I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Now I'm down, uh, I, I'm down the uh, third base line and a little bit more okay. of a civil um, area. No, I, I agree with you hundred percent, man. It's a different world. Uh, I've been talking to a lot of fans about what they've been seeing and left, left center. And uh, it's tough to explain, but it's very different than what I've seen at Sox games uh, uh, over the years. Uh, but the atmosphere is electric. Uh, and I can't wait to feel what it's like when, you know, 100% is back. And uh, throughout the summer, man, it's going to be great to root this team on. Uh, uh, hopefully a first-place team, they hold on to this and are playing competitive games uh, long through the summer. Um, Jordan, where can we get uh, – where can we find your stuff? Uh, you're on Twitter, and, and where can we get uh, some of the Diamond Digest stuff? I mean – I mean, every so month or so, I'll put an article out. Um, it's it's tweeted out by the um, one of the Diamond Digest um, link, and then I usually retweet it on my Twitter with a little okay. caption of what what's in the article. Okay. Like I said, it's not something I do all the time, but I usually have you know a lot of takes in my comments and whatnot. So I'm pretty active on Twitter, and um, I'm always down to have good conversation with Sox fans and just you know talk about this good team we have. Yeah, we're in a bump of road of injuries but this team is is built to serve built to win and survive and win this division for sure and i mean i'm not too worried about that whatsoever this team is still going to be very good um i miss this rough stretch in houston for sure yeah agreed 100 uh you are a great follow and uh i love talking uh, socks with you smart stuff uh thank you so much for letting us uh pick your brain and steal some of your time tonight yeah thanks Jordan. Yeah, yeah sure i mean if you guys need me on there time, I'm always down. Um, it was great um spend a little bit of time here with you guys, and hope you guys have a rest of a great have another part of the great show here. So awesome, awesome, good stuff, Jordan. Yeah, we'll definitely check back in with you. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you. Great stuff from Jordan Miller there. Uh, great follow on Twitter uh, at jmiller underscore three three eight nine, and he contributes to the Diamond Digest. Uh, I thought that was a uh, a nice, calm, uh, smart approach, Pat, to uh, the anger that I am. I was very tempered. I don't know if you noticed that. I was very calm during that uh, you were. You portion. Were. Um, and inside of me, I was just raging and seeing red, and I wanted to scream and yell and smash things. But I'm trying to to take your medicine, and I thought Jordan had some great, wonderful points. Uh, just to be calm here about this, uh, you know, it's a long season, but – um, you know, th th there needs to be some changes, Pat. Uh, this well, as much is clear. Yeah, it is clear that that a your me Mercedes, we can't continue down that road. We've we've ridden that that car and, and the wheels have now you've had a car like this where you, you drive it until it's undrivable. And you I think you actually had a car that you had to open the doors to make it stop, <laughs> almost like a parachute. Is that <laughs> is that true? Was that the cutlass? Well, that was a wonderful car, by the way. <laughs> I had, I had some. I had a car that I had to put a wool blanket on during the winter. The engine, I had to pop the hood, and I had to put a wool blanket on just to make sure it was going to start the next morning in the winter. Oh. I mean, I had, I had so much. I had a car that the the radio died. Everything like you know, I had to have a boombox in the back seat playing CDs in the radio. Um, I had, there was no air. I'm shirtless in the summer, just driving up and down the Eisenhower to and fro Bridgeport to Elmhurst. Uh, so the, th 
And did you want to talk me. about cars? That's, did you want that, to? No, I was I was just trying to bring it all together that that's your main Well, the thing speech. about And now you've Pat, gone down this road of me thinking of you shirtless <laughs> driving down the Eisenhower in the summer. And now look how far you've come. Yeah. You're the the, um, the leader of yeah. this this podcast. Oh, yeah. Sure. And, an educator of yeah. young minds, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, you're a yeah. powerful person. Yeah, of course. Um, the your mean thing is what troubles me is like during this uh, horrible stretch he's been on, he has had some quality at bats uh, where he mm -hmm. has, you know, has had a good approach, and it, it just hasn't resulted into a hit. Mm -hmm. uh, he's taken pitches to the opposite field. He's tried to spray it up the middle. Like he, it looked like he is. Uh, trying to help his team out, not an individual performance. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, he thinks maybe a 435 foot home run is going to completely break him out of this slump, yeah. right? He's swinging out of his shoes at everything, hoping he connects so the Urminator can live once again. And um, it, it, it's, you know, and I, and I was hoping that the, those moments when he had good at bats would make him a valuable player on this team, but, um, he has gone cold and, and I think it's over. I really do. Yeah. It almost looks to me like, and again, I'm, I've, I've never picked up a, a bat in, in any situation <laughs> and, and face a pitcher in, in any high stakes you game faced of any me. Sort. You faced me in like backyard well, wiffle ball games though. Well, so. that's, that is something. I yeah. mean, I, I was drunk at the time, but, <laughs> um, I don't know if that counts. So, um, <laughs> But I would say the thing, the thing, some things that just still resonate with me are things that Hawk used to say, and he just looks in between, right? He can't mm -hmm. cover, he can't cover a pitch away and, and and get a hit like he was before, right? And he can't, he can't attack a pitch that's right there. So he's in between, right? Yeah. He's yeah. trying to do exactly what you said, trying to help out the team, go the other way and spray it to all fields, but he can't cover every pitch out there. And when there's a pitch there for him to actually handle, he 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 can't attack because so he's like in between. Right. So uh, he, he needs either. I don't know what he needs to do, but what he, what he, what he's doing right now, he needs to get away from it a little bit. I think maybe, you know, sit down a couple games. I'm not even sure if it's, you know, Jordan wants to not even get it, let him on the plane for crying out loud and send him to Charlotte, which, you know, maybe that's what he needs to do. But he, again, he just looks in between on everything. He, he's trying to do, at all and maybe he just needs to simplify a little bit and just attack yeah i i, I think uh maybe this day off is going to help the organization can kind of get an idea um we noticed uh through uh some information from uh our buddy uh, scott merkin among others that were letting us know that jake berger was playing second base in charlotte a few times and jake berger uh double jake berger home run once again um, you know, I feel like you, you got to know what you got with this guy, you know, and why yeah. not? Why? I mean, is he going to do any worse than Danny Mendick? I mean, I, I get it. No. Mendick has got more professional at bats and more experience and has played second base at a big league level more than Jake Burgos zero. But um, I, I mean, why not at this point? I, I mean, is that a is that a ridiculous uh, ideology? No, no, because it seems to me like Jake Burgers continues to stay hot. You might as well ride a hot hand, and it might be a situation like you got out of out of your mean. We rode the hot hand, like I said, as long as you could. He he he's lost it. Bringing another guy that's hot, the advantage that we have is no pitcher has any you know real 
uh, has hasn't faced them. They're they're so he may have. Yeah, the and you're hand. playing against Pittsburgh, and you're playing and nothing against, against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. They they took care of business against Cleveland. I'm not saying it's going to be a rollover series, but and then you're home, you know, yeah. and you got some home cooking uh, against the Seattle team. So. I don't, I'm sure there's something more complicated maybe that I'm missing. And this isn't just me. Well, it's me screaming, find something else that's that, to work. But we've been hearing about burger, burger, burger. Well, just give him a shot already. I mean, yeah. what do you get to lose? Yeah, there's, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing to say. Even if you didn't play him at second, I, I don't know. That might be something, but uh, plug him in, plug him in a DH and let him just try and hit and see if he can hit at this level or not. I mean, obviously they think something of him because uh, they invited him to spring training mm-hmm. and, and they've stuck by him through his injuries. Right. And it wasn't, he, he's part of this organization uh, there. The home runs in Charlotte don't mean a whole lot to me uh, in this, you know, in the major league club. So you might as well see if he can do it up here because we, uh, we need power in the lineup. Yeah, right. we, we need we need we need power. We need offense. Uh, you know, eight runs all series. Um, uh, you know, with one with runners in scoring position where there weren't a lot of opportunities. Uh, Sox were eight for twenty four this series. Um, it was it was pretty it was pretty pathetic. But they just also didn't have moments. Um, you know, before this game, uh, before this Sunday uh, game four. Uh, Sox had lost three in a row, obviously. And Tony LaRussa, when referencing the lineup that he put out for Sunday, said, you know, when you lose three uh, in a row, why not try something different? And he shook things up a little bit. Well, when you win four in a row, uh, oh, I'm sorry, when you lose four in a row and pretty much were I, I, not embarrassed, but you, you were basically shown the door and it was like a little pat on the head. Like, you're not ready for us. Come back when you're healthy. Come back when you have more reinforcements. Um, when, when you've lost four in a row, why not really try something different and bring in, in Berger and just maybe yeah. give a little spark to the club? I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Something drastically needs to change, not just tinkering of a lineup. You know, like the, the definition of insanity is like when you continue to do the same thing over and over and think you're going to get different results. And you need to completely kind of reimagine things. And that's my worry also that they might like, you know, I don't think Han and company are going to be that over, like they're, they're going to be that reactionary where they're going to, you know, make a make a desperate move to bring in reinforcements. But you got a guy like Berger sitting there at AAA, give him a shot. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I again, the experiment we have had is is done. It's over. We've got the data. Thank you very much. We're going to move on. We've figured out who you are and it's who you are, who we thought you were. So, um, yeah, I want to see it too. And, and I hope that Han isn't, you know, too reactionary, but I also don't want him to be too passive. There's got to be a, a, a pretty healthy balance there, right? Where it's like, I don't want to just uh, make all these crazy moves all the time. And I, I want to see what I really have. But there, there is also a time where you could let games get away from you if you don't do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- yeah, interesting series coming up, this two-game series in Pittsburgh. Uh, I am flying out uh, Tuesday morning. I will be at uh, both games. This will be uh, the 21st uh, baseball uh, stadium that I will be visiting. Uh, 19 of those, uh, I went to go see the Sox, uh, obviously, in those stadiums. So uh, I've heard nothing but amazing things about PNC. Uh, so, you know, Folks quoting it as the best stadium in all of baseball. 
Um, just excited for the experience. Sounds like there's a lot of uh, Sox fans that will be traveling uh, for this short series. You're going to see Giolito and Cease. Um, Jordan mentioned uh, kind of the fun part is getting to see Cease bat, uh, which yep. is which was was a fun experiment in Cincinnati. Uh, but you know what did Giolito do against the Pirates uh, last year? No hit him. Yep. So I'm kind of interested in both of these matchups, Pat. Yeah, it should be, you know, again, you don't want to just count your chickens before they're hatched, but this is a lot better of a situation than what we face in Houston, obviously. Um, and this should be, it should be a team you go out there and win two from. If we split or God forbid get swept in this two game oh, series, dear, then, dear Lord, then, then um, you know, maybe we need to, maybe, maybe you need to stay in Pittsburgh for a little bit. I don't know, but. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we can, that we can come through this. This is good situation. It's, it's in a situation for cease again, he's, he's up against probably a lineup he can handle where he can show off his skills and he's going to be pitching against a, a national league team in a national league ballpark. We have a pitcher hitting. So that kind of takes a, a little bit of a, um, you, you have a little bit less stressful of a lineup to face. It should add up to be pretty good for us. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, w- I want to know: Are you going to get a Permantes Brothers sandwich? What, what's on your? What's on your like wish list? I know you always go all over the place, and I, I yeah. do you like seek out like the the touristy food type of things that you've seen maybe on a on a food network or or something like that is that on your list it is uh, that that is uh, on my list um and I, I reached out to uh our good friend of the podcast james fox uh who has been to pittsburgh several times and he gave me some wonderful recommendations that's on the list he gave me some uh, great places to eat um uh, at the ballpark um, you know, we're going to be right in downtown. Maybe it's not the hippest uh, of the districts, but, you know, walkable to the park. Um, you know, I, the Andy Warhol Museum. So if things don't work out uh, for me, maybe I could just be a docent at the Andy Warhol Museum. If the socks get swept, I'll just stay in Pittsburgh for a little while. Um <laughs> No, it's a beautiful city, um, you know, and I, you know, I years ago, I used to do like the diners, drive-ins and dive stuff. I wanted to mm-hmm. do those things, but now it's like really beaten path. We, you know, we got a group of guys that we've been doing this for so many years and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I love the local stuff, you know, like the yeah. dive, you know, go to the dive bars, go to the stuff off the beaten path and, uh, and, you know, and, and sometimes you get that you go to game one, right? I'll be there Tuesday night and you mingle with some Pirates fans. You kind of get the vibe like and you and you catch you, you you figure out what where where you should go. Hopefully they're, you know, they're friendly fans as in most situations. It has been. I would say the most unruly situation was at the old Yankee Stadium where those guys were just jag bags. And I, you know, I didn't want to take any advice from them whatsoever. Uh, but in a lot of places you go and and they're friendly, you know, opposing fans and they'll send you in the right direction. They're like, listen, go over here, you know, like check this place out. It's very historic or, you know, great sandwich here. We're known for this or or check out this happy hour. You got to go to this joint or, you know, so, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll get in there and, uh, uh, Tuesday night will be a lot of fun. Wednesday's the day game. And, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to, I, I, we, we missed out last year, obviously on traveling as everybody did. Um, and uh, this has been kind of on the list, uh, Pittsburgh and, and places like San Francisco have been on the list and, 
um oddly enough like we were toying around with houston we were toying around with going to houston this past week because <laughs> well, it was thing. a weekend series and i said you know they're going to play in Houston every year because it's an American League team. Uh, this Pittsburgh thing is rare because it's a yeah. National League. Let, let's try Pittsburgh. I know it's during the week, and uh, so I am. I am hoping we have um, you know a much better outcome. I'm excited to see you know Giolito and Cease, and um, but yeah, I'll be exploring the park, and uh, you know it's. I, look. I love Saks Park, uh, of course. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, is it in the best situation with the best backdrop and the best everything around it? No, and that's okay. Uh, so you get you get to experience, uh, you know, the imagination of every city and, and their stadium and everything. And I believe PNC is like right next to um, where the Steelers play, which is not odd for a lot of baseball parks to be butted up against a football uh, stadium. Yeah. Well, that'll be great. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of tweets from you. Yeah. Taking pictures of sandwiches and <laughs> I'll be really excited to, uh, yeah. to, to vicariously live through you on this trip as I will, I will not be uh, attending one of these years. I will get out with you at, at a, at a travel event, but yeah. uh, you, uh, you do good by the show out there well, and, and get some out some t-shirts to folks in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to meet up with as many uh, Sox fans as we can out there. Fans of the podcast, of course, uh, there, there's a chance you and I will be in Milwaukee though. Maybe there, maybe. there, there's a possibility there. Maybe, but that's we've done that before. I mean, that's old hat. I mean, that's almost yeah. a home game. I yeah, find. but we have we haven't done it in a while, and we're talking about the uh, Saturday, July twenty fourth, uh, yeah. Milwaukee game. Uh, that 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 I think that's going to be well attended by Sox fans, as you mentioned. Oh, it it's will a great be. place to tailgate. Yes, oh, it is goodness. a great place to tailgate. You are a legend in that stadium. <laughs> And uh, I'm sure the, the the Milwaukee faith will be looking forward to seeing Nick Murawski. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You could put a cup snake together, but can you balance one on your head while you're passed out? No, uh, not many no. can. Not yeah. many. Well, I think that's in that story. And, the, and people are wondering what the hell we're talking about. Sure. Nick, Nick took a little night night nap uh, during the game. <laughs> And uh, the rest of us decided to just stack empty, disgusting cups that were all in our mouths with empty beer yeah. in them yeah. uh, or empty, you know, just dripping all over his head. And I think we got about 15 or so high. Uh, yeah. It was epic, as, as some of the locals called it. Yeah. And uh, it stayed balanced. So I think that's more on us to be able to balance those cups. Than Somebody it has that photo, you. Pat. Somebody has that photo, and we should really put it up. Uh, maybe we'll blast it out through our uh, Good Guys Talk Back Twitter handle. Just to re- That was a long time ago. That was yes. a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. But, yeah, yeah I think we get that picture, yeah. and, uh, and, and we get that out for our fans. All right. Uh, so you're, you're, you're good. You're not too worried. Uh, this was a horrible, just, just a, a, let, let's not, let's not sugarcoat it too much. This was a bad, bad series. Uh, yeah. I think it, it showed the, the Sox organization, like you're not ready. You're not healthy, but you're definitely not ready. Here are how we're going to expose you. And, you know, from pitching, man, they, they had a plan. Houston had an absolute plan against every one of our guys. You know, Rodon gave you the best game. It was an outstanding game uh, on Friday night, you know, where the Sox lost two to one. That was the game. I mean, mm-hmm. we out hit Houston because of that ridiculous hit and run with Zach Collins and Mendick. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, that's not the only reason, but, um, you know, Rodon just gave you one hell of a game. 
Um, but other than that, you know, we just, we didn't have anybody go over four innings and he started yeah. to go over any four innings and we didn't hit. So, yeah. you know, that that's Houston basically saying like, Oh, you, Oh, you, you're the best team. Okay. Well, that might've been a little smoke and mirrors because you know, we, we've got a pretty stacked lineup here, but yeah. it's a long season. Um, you know, the sacks hopefully bounce back in this stretch and, uh, you know, we're not too far away from that all-star break. Yeah, Nick, it's, it was an unfortunate weekend, but again, that it's behind us. You move on. We recovered from the New York, uh, series. You're going to get swept in a, in a baseball, yeah. uh, uh, year. And like I said, Tampa Bay has gone in a six game losing streak. Other good teams are going to go on losing streaks. It will happen. But in, in Houston, it was almost like they knew what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> so that was weird. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, the, the Sox just learn from it. The organization learns from it, takes a note, as you'd say, and mm-hmm. uh, and you takes a day off, gets a breather and gets back at it, man. Because, you know, Pittsburgh is not a pushover, but winnable series. Absolutely. Um and then the Sox come home for a very exciting uh, homestand with full capacity. Uh, Seattle coming to town. Want to thank uh, Jordan Miller for joining us. Great Sox takes, great insight. Uh, contributor for uh, Diamond Digest. Find him on Twitter. He's a great follow at jmiller underscore three three eight nine. Uh, Pat, always a pleasure, sir, talking with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Be safe out in Pittsburgh. Bring home a couple wins or don't come home at all. Either way. <laughs> That's clear. Uh, clear and concise. Um, yep. Folks, thank you so much for joining us once again on this local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Please continue to pass it along to other Sox fans. We do appreciate it. And give us a follow on Twitter, at TV. Uh, we've also got a Facebook fan page. Check that out. Check us out on the ShyCitySports.com site. Buy a few T-shirts. Uh, great for the summer. Very comfortable and Herb Lawrence approved. Uh, use the promo code GGTB for 20% off. Uh, once again, it was a pleasure talking socks despite uh, the horrible weekend. Uh, looking forward to getting back on the mics and talking socks again. Until next time, uh, Pat Hester, I'm Nick Morowski. Go socks. Go Socks.